morning. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I'm Sis, a.k.a. Allie. <laughs> I'm Dad. Sis. A.k.a. Tony. You sound so, uh, what's the right word, tired this morning. You have had very little sleep today, haven't you? Well. Well, last night or today. Considering today. You want to just start with Philo? I guess we can right Might off well. the bat. What's your low? <clears throat> well, on top of, I was trying to figure out what my high was in the wee hours of the morning too today mm-hmm. i couldn't think of one. i think i have one i think i have one but go ahead it's what's been your? like a blur of a week it has been a blurry week yeah what's been your low well i've been sick majority of the week yes i know it fighting a fever down to it's just the first one time. day that i haven't woken up with one that's good that's good yeah so that's that that takes it out of you what else has been your low and then i had to take my cat to Give the me. vet you mean the cat? You mean the cat? To the vet. To emergency To surgery. the emergency room vet. Not just any vet, but to the emergency room. And emergency surgery. Yeah. Ugh. That I was know. that was like um that was like a panic text message to mom. It was and so phone call. Sad. Were you were you scared? Um I just didn't pets like don't they can't talk until uh, you're like on the level of one. <laughs> One to ten. What's your pain level? Right, where's your smiley face right now? Yeah. I know it. Yeah. So, it, I think that just makes me sad to know, know that. Yeah. And, like, right. they don't know either. I know it. it being a vet has got to be one of the hardest gigs around because mm-hmm. either that or a, or a um, um, PD, pediatrician, neonato, mm-hmm. you know, doing babies that can't talk back either. Yeah. Right? That's got to be that's got to be tough, too. She has this, like, just pitiful, right. pitiful face face on her though so it's like you could tell she's in pain but you don't know right. where her smiley face is right so that and was so they sad. did surgery at just, well two? I, we took her in at nine and they wouldn't let us take her home mm. she, they we had a hospitalizer put her in right put her they in put her and on then an ID. they had some emergencies i guess more dire mm, emergencies more dire. that's than, pretty bad because i mean I it was like lethargic. she was pretty bad yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they said that they couldn't wait till the weekend. Like she wow. had to be seen today and, and they so barely made it God. 12 o'clock in the morning. Oh my is gosh. when they started surgery. Seriously? And I got to call it two. Two? In the wow. morning. So two hours. And they found something, but they haven't been able to identify it, right? Yeah. It's like a tightly wadded something. Ball of something. Yeah. Cats do it just like dogs. Maddie, when yep. Maddie was a little bitty dog, Maddie had emergency surgery also mm-hmm. because she chewed up a blanket, mm-hmm. swallowed it, and normally dogs poop out whatever they eat. Same with cats. Right. They're really, or throw in, up. In this particular case, Maddie chewed a, was it an afghan or a, it was a no, throw blanket. it was a throw, throw blanket, blanket that throw had blanket. the strings. Had the, the long string on it and got part of the string tied around her tongue. Mm-hmm. Swallowed it, but couldn't get it out. Yeah. They had to operate, and remember them telling us the story that when they went to take that out of her, that every time they would pull it out, that her head would move. Yeah. And that's when they found out that it was tied around her her tongue. tongue, Yeah. And so it was, it was horrible. But she she completely recovered. That was the first thing that they that they checked. What's her tongue? Mm-hmm. To see if it's something. Yeah. 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 That's the first thing we check now. Yeah. <laughs> With Brinkley. Anytime Brinkley's like coughing, it's like, check a stone. Yeah. So they did find something. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's in, I guess, 
kitty Yeah, Landon was worried. He's like, we're going to pay all this money, and they're going to cut her up, and they're not going to find anything. Landon, the pragmatic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, the pragmatic. So negative sometimes. Well, I think that's just his way of, of dealing, dealing with yes, stress. I know. I he know. was so negative yesterday. It's just, like, wow. That's a stress mechanism. He's worried. Telling dead cat jokes. Oh, dear. He's just worried. He's just trying to deflect a little he is. bit. I'm sorry. Boys so have different, different ways of ways dealing, of it. dealing yep. yeah. So she's in kitty recovery mm-hmm. and then you should hear something. But they're going to keep her 24 hours. Minimum, yeah. That's, that's pretty standard. That's yeah. pretty standard. Well, that's definitely a low. Definitely. Is there a high? I can't think of one. I think the high would be they did find something, they know what it was, and they got her fixed. Yeah. I think that's the I think that's the high part. Yeah. Yeah. Super behind on work. Ugh. Well, you've been you've been ill. I've had a lot of lows this week. Because <laughs> if it Ill? wasn't the cat, then it would be I had a horrible scenario. I just I don't understand when people say, "I love your work. I trust you. Do your thing." Just go for it. Right. Like, whatever you want. Right. Love it. Just right. make it bad A. Right. I'm like, this is sweet. My type of person. Right. Like, she gets me. I'm this in. is art. Great. Right. Send her the stuff. I don't put, like, my soul into it when right. people tell me that. Right. I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm going to go all out. Oh, wow. Put my soul into it. And then she has a million edits. And she's like, oh, I don't like this. I'm like. But you just said Put that your soul in it. I could do whatever, whatever I want. wanted, <laughs> which you typically means that you're going to like it. Not always. Oh. That's code. That's code Ew, for do whatever gosh. you want and let me edit it. Happened twice this week. Uh, I'm just like, oh. The life of an artist. Yeah. Architecture is the same way, sweetie. It kind of like, like chips away at my soul, though. When know. people do that, they're like, oh my gosh, I love it. And then... And you put everything into it, and they're like, uh, right. actually, so maybe not. I heard a just um, a wonderful uh, show this week, and I wanted to call you, but I was listening to it live on the radio. Yeah. And so my phone has do not disturb, so I can't do anything while I'm driving. Yeah. Which is good. Um, but I tried to I tried to remember it. It was um, Dennis Prager is a uh, PhD. And he has a radio show. And on Fridays, he has what's called the happiness hour, which I love it. Because any time at lunchtime, I happen to be driving somewhere. I always try to catch up on him. And he's actually, he's, he's either written a book or done, done the research on happiness. Mm-hmm. And the whole theme of the show was the difference between. That, that girl's <laughs> sneezing. I wanted to say bless you. <laughs> I know. Bless you. Um, he said there's a difference between having a desire and having an expectation and mm. so i'm listening to this and i'm thinking okay where's he going with this and here, here's this is what he said that almost caused me to steer off the road oh my gosh he said i have no expectations in life i only have desires mm. and i'm like okay you're going to have to explain that one for yeah. me so here's what he said he said and he made it really simple because you know he's got like a million listeners right he said if i buy a lottery ticket if i had an expectation that i would win an expectation is writing yourself a, a, a note that you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, right? I do that all the time. He said, however, if I desire to win and if I don't, 
that's not that big. It's not that big a deal. And he mm. said that often it's by setting, and Dr. Joe Cook has told us this in the past, by setting unrealistic expectations, we set ourselves up for... Um, Not failure, but... Regret. Yeah. And, and, but if I, if I have a desire to do well and to create something good, and then if I do that, then I've met my desire. But if I have an expectation that I'm going to please every client 100%, mm-hmm. I'll always be let down. It's kind of like one of it's those. It's so subtle, and I've been I've been noodling on this ever since. It is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things. Like um, a lot of people don't know that me and Landon won our honeymoon, oh, which was that's right. super crazy. But it was just like one of those things where I was procrastinating on studying for exams, and I was like googling stuff on the internet. And right. Right. Entered. I remember that. Yeah. It's like, oh, this would be cool. Yeah. But I didn't expect anything to right. come there out of it. There was no expectation that you would I was would just win. like, whatever. Right. And you had this a would de- be cool. You had a you had a desire, you had a desire that. Yeah. I had a desire that I'll that and I'll, then I I'll do this. I know it. How cool but is I that? But I never expected like I kinda like forgot about it. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing some more research on this because I it just it makes so much sense that when we set ex expectations and often mm-hmm. and you and I've had this conversation on this podcast setting unrealistic expectations get us in trouble all the time yeah. because it's writing a note to ourselves, a future regret I have this expectation I didn't mean it Ugh, now I have now I have regret versus I have a desire to be the best I can be mm-hmm. and when I do that it is the other challenge with with um, clients yeah. Is that if they were creative, they would do it themselves most of the time. Some yeah. creatives like other people to do it, but if they were creative, they would do it themselves. I feel like they never know what they want. They just know what, what they, they don't, don't want. want. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> it's so smart. And it's so true. I mean, early in my internship um, in architecture, I learned that by setting in on meetings and mm-hmm. watching the big principles deal with clients. Early on, I would sit there, and we were the same way. We'd pour our heart and soul into yeah. stuff, and then the principals would sit in there with the client. And I actually heard someone say this one time: "I don't know what I want. I just don't. I just know what I don't want, and it's I don't want this, this, and this. So anything that's left must be what I want." See, I try <laughs> to kind of like prep myself for that, and I, I ask them like, "Hey, is I there know. anything that they're like? No, no, no. We don't want to hinder your creativity." Right. I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, and it's just it's part of being a creative. Yeah. It is. I know. It's part I'm just of creative. Suck but it up, like, don't whatever. set your expectation. Don't have an expectation that you're going to please everybody 100% of the time. Yeah. Have a desire to be the best that you can be. And I just see, hope and see people how that works. understand that when a creative puts a lot of thought into the first round, the second round is a 50-50 chance that they're not going to be incredibly happy with it. Because it's it so wasn't, hard. Well, because you have tremendous <clears throat> ownership in what you do. Yes. Now, you also have to remember... Because it's like plan B, and who wants to do plan B? <laughs> you have to remember that people that buy things, um, creative things, whatever it is, yeah, um, they want to be able to tell their friends that part of the idea was theirs. Oh, I didn't think about that. So, I mean, at some point... They want to be able to have a fingerprint on this. That's true. I really didn't think about and that. And so a lot of times 
those changes allow them to have some ownership. Yeah. Um, one of the That's things. Very smart. One of the things that I've learned over the years is that um, when somebody gives design direction or whatever, it doesn't always have to be design. It could be anything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I always try to point out up front what part of it is theirs. Mm. Hey, look, you really inspired this when you did this. Hey, this particular thing came from something that you said. Yeah. And it helps them see where they did have an impact. They did have an influence on this. And even in those cases to where people come and said, say, Allie, we want you to use your creativity. You're still going to draw something from them. Um, hey, I noticed that you really love this. And I, I, I was really able to get some serious inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, from you on this. And, it, and it, it gives them that ownership sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times people, I'm, I'm guilty of this too, right? They, they just want to know that they had a part. And it goes back to what we've talked about, purpose. It goes back to meaning. Mm-hmm. We want to know, we need to know that we have meaning. Yeah. That our existence is important. And so I've hired you to do something and I just need to know that I had some piece of this, right? So a lot of times that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Tired? Did you get like an hour sleep? No. No? You've only had one sweet tea this morning and did not eat all your minis. I don't have a very good appetite. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. You've only eaten at Chick-fil-A one day this week that I know of. Um, one, two, three days this three week. Three days this week? Yeah, you're down from it's 21. Pretty low. <laughs> I know, it's pretty low. <laughs> I've literally shocked. been in bed all I'm week. I'm shocked that you didn't get a call from a couple of Chick-fil-A owners. Yeah, like, are, <laughs> asking, you are you all right? Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, Bryn and I, um, I met Bryn. He's um, training for a new gig up in Legacy West. And mm-hmm. he called yesterday. And I took, I took a day off yesterday, which was amazing. Did a little bike ride. Got a few you things done. needed it. It was, it was awesome. And he called right around lunchtime. And he said, hey, I got to break you on a meet. I'm like, well, I'm heading south uh, to get a haircut. Can I meet you halfway going towards you? He said, yeah, it'd be great. So we met halfway at a Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. uh, right off the tollway. And we're ordering. And the owner of this particular Chick-fil-A was taking our order. And so we're ordering. And one of the kids who used to work here... Ernesto. Oh, he works there. He works there now. Oh, that's and a bummer. He walked by and said, Mr. Tony, it's so good to see you. I'm shaking his hand and we're having this conversation. And so Brent and I, we go and we sit down at the table and the owner came over and he said, well, it seems like you two know a lot about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, you got to tell me more. And so we had a, a marvelous conversation with him. He, he's been a Chick-fil-A owner for only two years. What Chick-fil-A is this? Um, off of Montford, north of Beltline. Um, in Addison, oh. in Addison, and um, it was screaming busy too, and so we had such a great conversation with him and uh, told him all of our told him our story and, um, but it was it was it was kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun. Last week was a blast with Lisa. We've been looking at photos I know, this I morning. Got photos this morning. It, they have okay. She she did such a great job. She did. Her show was really a hit last week too. I'm excited to share some of the analytics with her um 
you know, over the course of the week to just let her know how popular her show was. That's but, so uh, awesome. It was, it was really good. This has been a big week for me, too. Yeah. I was in New York City this week. Yeah, it was your um, high-low. Saw, um, had an opportunity to have lunch with one of my dear friends, Tom mm-hmm. Edwards, who is the COO and CFO of Michael Kors. And cool. I took my boss, uh, Miss Jenny uh, Kissling, up to meet him. And uh, just do a little introduction, CEO or COO to COO. It was a phenomenal meeting. Uh, we had breakfast that morning right across the street from uh, Rockefeller Center. And then we went to our office. And we actually have an office at one Rockefeller Center. That's so awesome. It is way stinking cool. It's great because you can stand in one of the offices on the floor mm-hmm. and see where the tree is when the tree oh, goes really? up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Had an opportunity to meet all the people. Uh, that was There's in the no, office that can, day. Can you see any parades in there? Um, that's a good question. I need to ask some of them. I don't know. Because be it fun. faces Fifth Street. So part of our offices overlook Fifth, Fifth Avenue. And it's just, it's absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. I, I need to go spend more time in that office. Yeah, it's just such a cool place. Met just some of the most wonderful people on the planet. Talked to each and every one of them and just had a blast. And while we were there, on that day we were there, was the day my new book came out. That's awesome. It was cool. So the Newsmaker is officially out. I know it Tuesday of this week. Uh, The Newsmaker is officially out. Good news, bad news. Good news is the Kindle version is up and on Amazon and out for everybody. Uh, the bad news is the hardback is already out of stock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's all right. It, well, you know, so uh, there, we're working with the publisher to get it in stock um, as quickly as we can. But the Kindle is up. The Kindle is out. And it's awesome. I um, am excited for that to, to eventually eventually get out. And That's so, so cool. Um, so, yeah. So, if you're listening, some some people still like to read on a Kindle. Um, but some people like having books. A lot of people like I hear books. are reading on Audible. So listening to Audible, I know we. <laughs> so the Audible won't come out till probably after the first of the year, just because it takes a little while to get that recorded. Yeah. I can remember on the Kingmaker, it was almost wow, it was almost four months after the Kingmaker came out before we were able to get the Audible done. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to have the same person that read the Kingmaker read the Newsmaker, or if I'm going to have somebody new. There are some similar characters, but there's quite a few new characters. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. That That's a cool process. Maybe I'll read The Newsmaker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. I feel like you would sell more. <laughs> if, I, if I read it. If I read it. Scott Pollock um, read The Kingmaker, and he, because it's a parable, he did so many voices, uh, different character voices. I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, I don't know that weird. I could. I don't know if I could do a girl's voice or anything like that. But uh, um, I don't know. I I've thought about it. I might. I thought of my high. What's your high? I can only share some of it because I am sworn to secrecy until Ooh. they. Well, don't share any of it. Maybe just tease everybody. Well, There's something really cool. I can't tell anybody. Well, I um, have been selected to be on another panel <sighs> for another summit. Whoa. It's a big summit. That's a big deal. Yeah. Sis, that's it's so out cool. Out of town, too. <gasps> You're an out of town girl. Yeah. You've gone global. So. That's so cool. I forgot you can't that talk I about got it. that. I just yeah. can't tell exactly which summit it is or where it is yet. Well, I similar, similarly, I'm having a hard time with that word. I, too, had there someone call and ask if I would consider being on a board. 
and um, after talking with mom about it and talking with um, my boss about it um, I called back the CEO and said you know what I would be honored Um, I can't tell you who it is because they haven't had their board meeting yet Mm -hmm. to ratify that they could come back and say I don't know about him It, it is and so I am really super excited, and as soon as they have their board meeting, we'll ma- I'll make that announcement. So that was it was a true, true, true honor. And yesterday was a big day for me, for yeah. our family. This has been a big week. <laughs> You've been sick most of the week, and you had an Emmy cat um, emergency, and then I had a book come out, and and then yesterday was the sixth anniversary. I can't believe it's been six years. Can you believe it? No. Sixth anniversary of. Uh, my opportunity to donate a kidney to our good, good, good friend, Shannon, Mr. Shannon. Sixth anniversary. So his birthday was on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never forget this. He turned 40 one week before surgery. That's crazy. Yep. And he turned 40. We had a birthday party at his house. And then a week later, we were at Baylor. Five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I remember like it was yesterday. Yep. And I can remember having a conversation with the anesthesiologist and... I mean, the last thing I saw was her badge had a hook of horns oh on my it, gosh. and I can remember that. And she said, "Well, um, this should go pretty smooth." Are you, you talking w- about like yogurt or something? I, so they, I don't even remember the plunger hitting the bottom of the thing. Oh she said, gosh. "You want to count? Or you want to talk to me? What you want to do?" And I said, "I think I'll." And I don't remember anything uh. after that. <laughs> and then um, when I woke up, mom was waking me up. And I looked at her and I said, well, when are they going to roll me back? And she said, sweetie, you're done. Oh, my gosh. And it was, I think it was five hours. Was it five hours? Sis? Something too long. It, it felt like it was too long. Well, I had such a big kidney, it took two of them to get it out of Whatever. me. Uh, that's what they said. Uh, and then uh, Shannon did great. Mm-hmm. And they rolled us up into our room. Shannon was on the cool floor. I was on the... Uh, Y'all are um, a perfect match. We were. Um, they said it was a one in 50 million chance that it's we insane. were a perfect match. I know it. Because there's like perfect scenario, like there's different tests that you have to. Yeah, you have to, out of five markers, you have to have two of the five to be considered and a donor. And I hit all five. That's crazy. What's the odds? Um, I mean, in 50 million, but uh, ultimately I, I posted on this this week. I said it's just the. Another day in God's amazing grace. Pretty much. It's, it was, it was crazy, but, but the funny story that not very many people Gives know. Me chills. I know it, it. still six years later does me also. Um, two weeks prior to the surgery, Nan Walford, who owns the Pink House, the mm-hmm. Vintage House, um, one of our dear close family friends, she shared a story with me. You, matter of fact, you and I were was at the Vintage House together when she told me the story. She just read an article on a liver transplant patient Mm -hmm. that after um, they received their transplant, they started taking on characteristics of Um, the donor. Yeah. And the donor was an avid coffee drinker, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And the recipient never liked coffee until after the donation. And then all of a sudden they started liking coffee. And she just kept, she just kept telling me the story that, um, there has been scientific proof that recipients started taking on things. That's so weird. And I said to her, well, I sure hope Shannon likes yogurt. <laughs> 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 and so um, my surgeon came in 
post-op. Mm-hmm. I think you and mom may have been in the room, but he brought all of the resident doctors in because it's a teaching hospital. And he said, how are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And then one of the doctors said, you need to ask him. And he said, okay, fine. And I said, ask me what? And they said, well, as we were rolling you into surgery, you kept saying, I sure hope Shannon likes yogurt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I am out. Um, I'm totally out of it. But apparently I'm having complete conversations that I remember nothing. Having yeah. complete conversations with these surgeons about, man, I sure hope Shannon likes yogurt. And so I told them that story and they all laughed. So that anyway. Funny. yeah. And by the way. He now does like yogurt. And he is a lot more talkative than he was. He is much more talkative than he used to be. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's a true blessing. We had uh, breakfast, or not breakfast, we had birthday dinner with mm-hmm. the whole family. Was uh, that a recent picture that yeah. you? Yeah, that was Monday. Thanks for the invitation. No, it was, it was a private, it was a private get together. Just. We're family. Just kidney donors. <laughs> You had to share an organ to go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sean was in that photo. He, he was. <laughs> so they did invite. He was. No, siblings. it was no, it was a family dinner that he asked if we could crash, if I wanted to crash, and so they had it at celebrations, and so we just went. Yeah. I don't Nan, know. Nan. Why would we not be invited? Oh, it was last minute. You were sick. I think you're sick. I think I was. You're sick. I think you're sick. We'll do another one. We'll have everybody over. Six years. That's crazy. I know. Six years. That's a big deal. And so that was was yesterday. Uh, Today is Veterans Day. Yep. Which is a huge deal. Papa is a veteran. And Mm -hmm. so, and then your your granddad, um, Bennett, was also a veteran. Both Air Force. Um, and then you, we have several, you have several steps, you know, step brothers and sisters for me, uh, that are all in the Air Force. And so it's a big, it's a big day for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big day for the family. So Veterans Day is a cool day. And we should always be thankful for all of that. So I've had a ton of highs this week. I'm glad you, yeah. you my low was when I heard that Emmy Cat was sick. Which is surprising because you don't really oh. like her. You know better than that. Mm. I just tease you a lot mm-hmm. because dogs are so much more superior. No. That's all. Have you not seen To Your Life of Pets? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, the cat I'm, rules in that movie. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure that a cat lover may, wrote that movie. Whatever. <laughs> so I I think Emmy Cat is a cute cat. I just can't be around her because my eye swells shut. Yeah. <laughs> The first time I was around her, she walked right up and, and walked right behind me, and within 30 minutes, I couldn't see. All I gotta say is, I'm glad I have a job that's a successful job. Yes, because emergency cat surgery at midnight is not. There's no insurance. Well, there might be insurance for that, but yeah, most people when don't we have got insurance on that. The cats fixed. They talked about cat insurance. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right until you have emergency surgery right at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> now you're thinking, wow, that hmm. cat insurance sounds pretty. But you know, it's probably like home insurance. It only covers certain things. Yeah, probably. It doesn't cover fur balls, recovery of yeah. fur balls, or stuff like that. So emergency surgery is in all the night. Oh well, okay. it is what it is. It's still cheaper than a baby. <laughs> so you say? Yeah. Well, at least I'm not allergic, to best of my knowledge, to babies. 
But still, it's still uh, cheaper. You know, we put, because I took the day off yesterday, we put the puppy dogs in, in uh, puppy dog daycare. Oh, that's fun. Well, we're trying to get Brinkley, the newest rascal of the pack, we're trying to get him socialized with mm-hmm. other dogs because for Christmas, we're considering going on a little trip. I thought you already... Uh, we're considering going on a little trip. Oh. Yeah. And so we don't we don't know yet, but we're considering going on a little trip. And if we do that, then we're going to have to put the Him. puppy dogs in for a couple of nights. It would, yeah. be, it would be two nights. Well, we got to socialize them. So we're just finding little times that we could drop them off for a couple hours. So we dropped them off. And within an hour, mom's getting a phone call. Has social... Has... <laughs> Mom anxiety. But pup, pup, it's more like puppy anxiety. And he's just like, he just wants to play too hard with the other pups. Really? Yeah, it just, and it's just bark, 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 bark. And he just wants to play with them. And he needs to go to school. He is going to school at first year. Doggy school. Why don't you take him during doggy drill? The holidays. Well, mom, we, mom and I talked about it yesterday. And we don't think that the holidays are the right time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be wanting to do something else, distracted, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he is going puppy, but um, <laughs> I went back to the house after my bike ride, and there was no dogs there. It was really quiet. Our I, cat, our second cat, is being mischievous. Uh-oh. I think she knows what's up. Something's that. wrong with Emmy. She's, she's bored, and she keeps playing in the toilet. Oh my gosh! <sighs> All the more evidence that. Cats oh my gosh! <laughs> All the more evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Brinkley is a rascal, but he's yet to play in the toilet. She's so dumb. <laughs> okay, she out has of, no one I have else that recorded, by the way, now. <laughs> I have that recorded. She has nothing else to do because they the play, play with the each toilet? other, oh. so she's playing in the toilet. Cats can't entertain themselves. It's one thing about adding a pack of dogs. They can all play with yeah. each other, but when they go running through the house, you know, we have an old 1956 house that's built it's on pyramids. Hardwood beads, floors. Hardwood floors. You can hear that thundering herd mm-hmm. come <laughs> all the way across the <laughs> And so it is always, always noisy uh, in the house. And it is remarkably quiet it's when nice. they're all at daycare. See, cats, it's quiet 24-7. All, ta- all the time. They don't make noise, do they? They'll have, like, spurts where they, like, are chasing each other. But that's not, not like, three dogs. No, no. Puppies are... Brinkley the pup is always on right now. He's got all that puppy energy going on right now, which is cool. But they go in the backyard sometimes, and they'll they'll hang out in the backyard and do all that stuff. So I got a funny comment this week. From what? On Instagram, this girl she posted she had Chick Fil A for the very first time. Wow, who goes that long? And I think have she was um, out of. Out of country, maybe. Okay. Or out of state. Okay. I don't think there's Chick-fil-A's in every state. Uh, they're getting there. But you're right. So not everybody could have. Okay. And so she had it for the very first time? What'd she say? Yeah. Well, she posted on it saying that she had Chick-fil-A for the very first time. And at the very end of her comment, she's like, I now know why Allocay designed oh, so eats cool. here all the time. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's so cool. That is, that is so funny. That is so fun. You know, people think of me when they eat Chick-fil-A. I know it. You're like um, unofficial ambassador. Yeah. 
you know, uh, one of our good friends, Miss Monica, sent us a really, really cool text message mm-hmm. that she listened to one of our podcasts on gratitude and that she has been trying to show more gratitude. And she she sent us a little note and told us how much she appreciated that. that I thought that so was nice. I thought I that was so sweet. Like I do too, man. It it, it we get absolutely, them quite often, at it, least twice a week. Yeah, and it it I don't know about you, but it makes my day. It does make it makes, my, makes day my day a little brighter, and um, it's been it's been fun. And we're going to start lining up uh, some new guests coming up. We're super excited about, we're already plotting and planning our one-year anniversary show. In New York. New York City. At on the, the balcony. Of the largest Chick-fil-A built in the United States. I cannot wait. In the financial it's district. Already of, in my it's already in your planner. I'm going oh to my God. I'm going with or without you. So. <laughs> You're going to do it? It may be a live remote. So I'm doing um, like a... a but workshop tour next year. Oh, look at you. So hopefully... That's going to be cool. I already have some workshops in L.A. Nice. Um, wow. Almost, That's impressive. Yeah. And then working on one while I'm in New York. Now, we have quite a few L.A. listeners. And so do is there something they should be doing now? Well, still have to get all like the details. Okay. Will they be able to find out on your website yeah. eventually? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we'll and just on keep that them posted. Person's website as well. Okay. So we'll just keep them posted on that. Okay. I'm trying to go to Chicago. Nice. I'm trying to go to Tennessee. Whoa, Tennessee. Cool. Trying to go to Portland. Nice. Seattle. I think we have listeners in almost all those areas. Yeah. So, so that's that's awesome. Message me if y'all know where I can thing is see i have a studio here in dallas uh-huh it's a cool and i don't one. like to price gouge people because i personally understand yeah how much it takes to go into each workshop uh-huh. and how hard it is to find a space i yeah. mean that's the whole reason why i got the coop yeah was because it was just so hard and by the time that you take in account of trying to get seats filled and finding a space yep. it's like you're barely making any money yeah and all yeah. these places are just so dang expensive they are i know it so so you're working through all those details uh uh-huh trying to make it and i don't think people i'm like okay yes but i'm coming out of town so that makes i have to always do doing stuff at we work maybe do a partnership with yeah maybe actually that's a really good idea yeah, because they have space everywhere, everywhere. and you could do a WeWork tour. Mm-hmm. And think mm-hmm. about that. Advertise mm-hmm. for them. Get them to be a sponsor. Dang, right there, that's what I'm talking about. High five. Bang, high that's five. That's a good idea. Laura, this is my sidekick. Hopefully she should be listening to <laughs> so. We're on it. A WeWork sponsored tour. Yeah. That could be really, really that's awesome. That's a good be, That's a really great hey, idea. It'd be a win for them. Yeah. If you did one on the weekend, maybe I could fly someplace and we could do a pop-up podcast at one of them. Oh, for sure doing it on New York. Yeah. All these will be on the weekend. They will all be on the weekend? Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe we can do a couple of pop-up podcasts um, there also and do yeah. a couple of live shows. That would be that would be totally sweet. That so would be fun. Podcast tour. I've got a, um, a blog that I wrote, posted on my own website, but I'm getting ready to post on my LinkedIn website. Uh, probably probably this weekend about growth, what it means to really grow mm-hmm. as an individual. And it's the simple idea around growth. And in researching that and doing some other research, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on stress. I have been coming across some really, really, really interesting um, research from a Stanford PhD 
on stress. And uh, I'm still in the preliminary parts of this, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really looking forward to finishing getting through some of her, some of her research. Um, but here's the, here's the short version of, of what I'm learning right now on stress. We've, been, we've learned all our life that stress is bad. Too, too much stress can be harmful to our health, which is, which is still a true statement. However, um, what her research is starting to say is it's, it's not all about... 100% eliminating that stress. So we talked a little bit about this yeah, with Lisa. Yeah, I mean, when right. we talked about that last week, that completely changed the game of my my stress levels. Yeah. And so what she I is, feel like I'm not as stressed knowing that it's okay to be stressed. That's and that's and that's the thing. Her her studies have shown that when you properly categorize the stress that you're going through in mm-hmm. your life, that it is less, and for lack of a better term, less stressful. And so she cited one study that she did that was genius. Um, Stanford students, they sent them home for a holiday break, and they gave um, all of them journals, mm-hmm. and they asked them to write. So they took one group and said, write on you know certain things, you know the nuances and struggles and challenges that you have during break. And the other group had to write on their values, mm-hmm. 10 minutes a day or something like that, on, on something that was of value to them. The group that wrote on their values, while they still had all the same stresses and strains that the other group, um, when, they did, when they did the study, found out that they were less sick, more joyful, uh, and just had a much better experience than the other group. And it was because with the, everything they were going through, mm-hmm because they were writing on their values things that were of value to them they started relating all the things that they were going through in life to one of their values it's hmm. like hey I, I I know that this is a, a seems like a, a tough situation but ultimately I, I'm starting to see the good or the meaning in this situation I'm at the very beginning of this it is absolutely fascinating but it looks like it links back to purpose mm. and meaning and so more go. more to come on this. This is going to be very, very interesting as we watch this. You know, we live in a pretty stressed out world. Oh, my gosh. We do. That was the worst. We, we live in a pretty stressed out world. And um, stress comes from friction. And you, you've heard us talk about this all your life. Life mm-hmm. is complex. Go for the simple. Try to simplify as much to alleviate some of that friction. And it's not, being, it's not about being stress-free, but it's about how you interpret the things that are going on in your life. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that. I don't that. think it's, I think it's very, very rare to live a stress-free I life. Yeah. I, in I don't think it's impossible. I know people that are like off the grid and right. all that stuff and they have little zero worries. See, but you're always going to have those types of things, but it's what you do with a Max Locato um, has a, an amazing book that I'm about a third of the way through. Um, and talks about how your faith has an impact mm-hmm. on how you deal with anxiety and stress. And then, um, so there's just so many nuances. I'm, I'm kind of geeking out on studying all this stuff. I am super interested. It. Yeah. Learning, learning about it. So everybody should be looking for the one on growth and it's the simple idea on what it really means to grow. And believe it or not, growing, you, I'm going to give you the teaser. Growing has everything to do with sharing. Yeah. Growing has everything well, to do with sharing. we've mentioned that before. I know it. I know it. And um, 
you can get a what I refer to in the article as a as a phantom growth or mm-hmm. or a false growth that even though you're moving in what you think is a good direction, mm-hmm. it'll it'll finally run out eventually. So it's it's a fun article. I'll post it. That, that's like my biggest fear. That you'll stop running out. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is so like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a tip. Um, you'll stop growing the minute you stop sharing. Yeah. That's your tip. You'll stop growing Let's the see, minute you stop sharing. My other fear is when. What if I don't run out of things to share? Well, that goes that goes back to innovation, right? We we've talked about this, right? And it's letting your brain work, you know, and letting it go into neutral so you can be more creative. Mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm, I'm still even going to go back to when you when you just continue to share, you'll come up with new ideas. So my um, and you're good at this too, by the way. Well, because you share what you know. Yeah, my uh, therapist session this week. We ha- that was the topic of discussion. Really, that's cool. Of well, it was more the fact that I hinder my own happiness to help someone else mm-hmm. and make sure that they're happy. Mm-hmm. So that spending all your time making others happy. I'm. Sh- she's like, you. Get, you can get caught up into sharing so much. Too much. But does sharing make you and happy? And giving too much mm. to where she doesn't want me to hinder my own. She's like, why can't you do both? Okay. Why not? So she's Sessions saying... Sessions go up so fast. I know it. So what she's saying is um, all sharing and not doing for yourself it was on the lines of because i am the type of person that i love like that's why we have the book as an outlet and the podcast as an outlet and mentoring and doing private workshops like i will just give it sure i'll give you the shirt off my back yeah then you gotta you gotta take time to be filled yes right 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 and she says that i can get too caught up only giving. that's why i start right, all right. these other businesses with other people because right. i want to give give right, give, right. give. now and there's she's some like, wisdom in this yeah and she's mm. like you are not focusing on giving, on giving to yourself so, oh so that's genius right there because there are other people that need to share mm-hmm. and if they don't have people to share it with mm-hmm. then they can't fulfill their happiness mm-hmm. and they want to share it with you it's like it's like Amanda when she wanted to have you come up and she wanted to share pottery and all that kind of stuff with you, fulfilling for her and very fulfilling for you. Mm-hmm. And when you share, it fulfills other people. You need to let yourself be shared, mm-hmm. yeah. be filled. Now, there's some wisdom in that. Yeah, yeah. You got to take time. Um, you got to take time for yourself. Stephen Definitely. Covey said, um, "Sharpen the saw." And that was his thing. You got to take time. Sharpen the saw. Abra- he, I think he borrowed that from Abraham Lincoln who has a famous quote that said, if given six hours to, to chop down a tree, I would spend four hours sharpening my ax. Mm. So and again, it goes back to, I gotta take time for myself yeah. in order to share. There's a lot of wisdom in that, sis. 
you are a giving person. Yeah, I think you come by that through your DNA. Yeah. You um, and mom are... We give away more books than we sell. You know, we well, do just more everything. Than, yeah. And, and, and even Brendan has that same tendency. He, he always kind of finds long. like a, a friend that... Yeah. He wants like to give to last right. puppy dog friend, but we have to we have to take time to get filled, or we can share ourselves out. You, there's um, there's a great example in the Middle East. There's two big um, they call them seas, mm-hmm. the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. We would call them lakes in, mm-hmm. in Texas, <laughs> mm-hmm. but over there they call them seas. Um, and the ga- the Sea of Galilee is north. Can and you Dead see sea. the other side of the sea? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I think you can at certain spots. You can see all the way to the other side. But they're, they are pretty big that you might not be able Maybe to. Maybe that's sea, why they're called seas, seas because you be. can't see That's right. The but other side. the Great Lakes, at the, uh, you know, the Great Lakes in the United States, you can't see across. That's but what we they're call called great. Lakes. But we call them lakes. But anyway, don't squirrel on me. <laughs> it's interesting. The Sea of Galilee is north, and the Jordan River runs out of the Sea of Galilee into the Dead Sea. Now, um, there's also um, a river that runs into the top of the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. So the Sea of Galilee has been feeding that area, oh, three, four, five thousand years. Just fish because it's it's vibrant, it's growing, and everything. It has water coming in and mm-hmm. it has water going out. The water that goes out of there through the Jordan River ends up at the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea because it's all salt and nothing lives in it. No Mm -hmm. fish in the Dead Sea. There's so much salt you can actually float. That's crazy. Here's the interesting thing. The Dead Sea only takes stuff in and doesn't give anything out. Hmm. So there's no outlet. Because it's it's so dead it can't go anywhere. Because it can't go anywhere, it's dead. It It only takes water in. It doesn't take anything out. I think the same analogy plays. We're the same way. We have to be... We have to be receiving and giving all the time. Mm. The girl. It's genius. It's genius. genius. All right. We're almost done. You probably Dang. need a refill. I know it. I do need a refill. You've been in low gear, but you need a nap. Yeah. All right. You going to be okay today? Yes. Emmy's going to be fine. I know. She's going to be fine. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good day today. Yeah, I need to rest. Yeah, I you do. You need to go take a nap. Stretch myself too thin. Being sick is tiring. I know it. Do you Even need some yoga? Even though you like stay in bed all day. I know. Well, it's so tiring. Do you need some yoga to stretch out? I was get, thinking about that, but then get mom I come was, and do a private every yoga time class? I thought about it, Made I got out of bed, I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe even more tired just thinking about it. You're getting tired thinking about yoga? Okay. Well, if you want, we can go get the bikes out and ride around the lake. Yes, that is such a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Maybe. All right, you ready? Drive around. Drive around. Drive around. The windows down. Okay. All right, we gotta go. I love you, sis. I love you too, Daddy. See ya. Bye. Bye.